like Jesus Podcast Episode 74. Hey, this is Olu Sobanjo, and I'm your host on the show. You know, it's always been my desire to embrace God's purpose and be like Jesus, but I was afraid for many years, but not anymore. (laughs) This is the show where I tell you about my journey to purposeful living and share the amazing stories of other great people with you. My aim is that as you listen, you will also embrace God's purpose for you and start to impact people around you with the uniqueness that God has put in you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Oluso Banjo. Um, The message that I have for you on this podcast today was preached at my church, uh, the Cote St. Luke branch of Overcomers Assembly. And um, yeah, I'm sure it's going to bless you. So enjoy. Reading Colossians chapter 1. We're going to read from verse 24 to 29. It says, I am glad when I suffer for you in my body, for I am participating in the suffering of Christ that continue for his body, the church. God has given me the responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming his entire message in you. This message was kept secret for the for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. 27 For God wanted them to know that his riches and glory of Christ are for the for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. So we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God perfect in their relationship in Christ. That That's why I work and struggle so hard depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. Somebody was sharing how he was in, a, in an encounter with someone and, and that person said, oh, church is for you immigrants. It's not for us. You know, like you guys are the ones that really need God. You know, and, and to a large extent, you know, <laughs> you're laughing. <laughs> you know, but but it's it, I was so excited to hear that. Why? Because it's good to know what's going on in their mind. It's like what explanation he gave. When you look at someone that is doing very well, you feel they don't really need God. The ones that need God are the ones that are living in the bush in Africa that are coming here, you know, to, to get solace, you know, and 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 you know, that's that's what people are thinking. But the truth of the matter is everyone needs Jesus. And even us that have Jesus, we need to get to a point where all those songs that we sang this morning come clearly. I like the way um, the message gives it. It says, it says something like, uh, it's, this is it. It's Christ. That's it. No more, no less. That's, that's the way he says it in, you know, and we need to get to that point. I saw a video of some people, they go into the bush to act like ponies. They would put on costumes and they would impersonate the pony and they'll be going around like ponies. One will ride the pony. The other one is the pony, you know, and, and at the end of it, you know, they were asking 
interviewing them. So what's this experience? And he was like, you know, it, it, it feels good, you know, because we work every day, you know, it's too hard. But by the time we come here, it feels so good to come and just relax and just do something, you know, that, that gives you joy. And I'm like, there's more to life than acting like ponies. And it's because the people need Jesus. It's because the people need Jesus. It's because the people around us, they need Jesus. My zeal now is on Christians. We need to rise up and actually be Christians. You know, actually be Christians. There's so many things that is going on, especially in workplaces, you know, that you, you just, you're just doing it because it pays the bill, you know. But it's time for, for us to arise because we actually have that light inside of us. We have that light. But sometimes we don't, we don't realize what we're going through. We don't see how it, it makes sense. And because of the fact that we don't see how it makes sense, to a, to a large extent, we start, you know, going like that. You know, we're not able to, you know, after a while we start even thinking they have something we don't have, you know. And so, you know, and gradually you just see that you're not the sharpness of Christ that is in you, the love of Christ that is in you. You keep it, you just say, ah, I can't talk to this one because, in short, the kind of car that he drives, I have not seen it before. You know, you know the kind of houses that they have, I can't, you know, and we shrink because of the fact that we don't have the power. We don't have the financial power. But wait, the time is now. You know, this is not about money. But I believe that, you know, money is very important that we need to get money. So that we can, you know, all these negative things that are in our head that keeps us telling us, that keeps telling us that uh, they are better, you know, will start changing. Because money is just numbers, okay? And, and all that needs to be put aside. And we need to actually now put, put Christ that is inside of us and, and, and actually own that Christ. But, you know, one, one thing that um, this guy, Paul, you know, great man of God. That, that we all look at him and we, and we respect him and we learn so much. And, 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 and funny enough, you know, the, the same guy was, and all, you know, he was on the other side. He was chastising the Christians and pulling them and killing them. If they need to be killed, let's kill them. If they need to be, you know, because these people are not following God. That was his mission. That was his, his purpose in life. You, have you seen people that are so zealous for something? They, are, they have a passion. They have something that they are doing. They are running for it. They are, you know. But then Jesus comes and, and met him on the way. And the whole tra- trajectory of his life changed. Everything changed. He began to realize that things, you know, what he was chasing was not, it was like he was chasing the air. It was like he was just doing what the world would do or what, you know, whatever. But now he, he found a, a life's purpose. And that's why at this point when he was writing the book of Colossians, you know, to the Colossians, he was in prison. This church in Colossae, you know, was started by Epaphras and he, he wanted to, you know, he heard the, the gospel of, of, the, the, of Christ 
And he said, you know what? I can't just hear this thing and just keep quiet. I have to start something in my house. I have to start something around me. I have to tell other people. And before you know it, the church began. But then because the, the city was a, a, a big city, you know, like there's a lot of uh, myth you know, and a lot of, you know, things that they've already done in that city and things that they were doing, a lot of different things started being introduced into the, into the church. And, and Paul had to send them a letter to, to realign them and say, don't forget, it's all about Christ. There's nothing, no other addition that is necessary. And so the whole book of, of Colossians is stating that. Don't add anything else. Don't try to bring Judaism back into, into the thing. Let's, you know, the only thing is Christ. And, and when you, you, you now look at somebody like Paul, when he's, so he's saying, you know, at this point in verse 24, he says, now I rejoice in my suffering for you. He is in prison. He is suffering. Why was he in prison? Somebody may say, it is because you talk too much. You should have been quiet. Don't say all these things that you say. You know, you, uh, this is a political rightness environment. Don't say there are some things that you're not allowed to say. You know, but Paul didn't see that as important. He would say whatever in front of whoever. And he would, you know, they killed him. They, almost, they left him for dead. And he would get up again and he would continue the same thing that he was almost killed for. Why? You know, and he says, he says here, he says, I rejoice in my suffering. Has anybody here, you know, you've, you've suffered before? Anybody here suffered before? You've gone through some kind of suffering, pain, trouble, you know. Everybody has suffered before, I know. You know, and, and when you're going through some sufferings, you know, like a mother that is trying to push a baby out, you know, you are not even yet pushing the baby out, but then your body is everywhere. Like, what's all this? You are just sitting down like that. The thing just pulls you. Your body is pulling you like, like, leave me, you know. And then somebody comes to check you. Then they say you are one centimeter dilated. One centimeter after all this pain. What? What? How long am I going to be in this pain? You know, and, and then some other times you 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 just, you know, we're just talking about, you know, some jobs that we do. You, you're walking in the middle of winter. You are carrying your thing. You are running to catch the bus. You're going to work. And you, you know, as you're about to run to your, to the bus stop, then you just leap and you fall. And you ask yourself, why am I even doing this? How much do they even pay me in this job again? You know, and, and you're suffering, you, you're going through this and, and the pain is so much that you're, you're asking yourself, what, what is this that I'm, that I'm into? Why am I, you know, struggling this much? Why am I, you know, having to, to, to do all this, you know, struggling? Why? Why? Paul was in that situation, but he, he, the way he explained it here is, is very interesting. He says, I now rejoice in my suffering. I now rejoice in my suffering. It's hard to say I rejoice in my... I remember the the first time I saw... I mean, the the, the first real time that I saw the scripture that says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials and temptation. I'm like, no. (laughs) It's not a joyful thing to be in trials and temptations. It's not a joy, joyful thing for you to be in a, in a company where the person, the people there are victimizing you. 
you know, it's not a, a, a joy to be in a place where your family don't even agree with you. They, they feel like, you know, this one, you know, we need to help. If we don't help, this one is going to, you know, remain like this, you know. And, but you, you know that there's something that you are trying to do. You can see it clearly, but the people around you can't see it. There's so much, you know, pain when you, when you, when you have, you look at, you know, the, the bills and you like, I wonder where this is going to come from, you know, and, but, but then you, you keep going to work. You keep going to go. You're like, how come this is not adding up? You know, and sometimes you're going through all this stress or sometimes you, you, you find somebody, a believer, a, a, an unbeliever, then you begin to pray for them. You are praying two months, three months. You are praying. You are hanging out with them. After a while, the guy says, I don't want to see you again. Leave me alone. You know, then you're like, ah, God. Then you go back to God. God says, it's okay. Just keep loving them. You're like, how can I love somebody that says I should leave them alone? You know, and the, the struggle is there. The pain is there. In church, you call somebody. We didn't see you in church on Sunday. Is everything okay? You know, they say, okay, nothing. Yes, no. Like, don't come near. I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> we just go to the same church. We are not friends. <laughs> you know? You know, and, and the pain is much. Or, or you're trying all your best. You're doing all the, you know, you, you just did the beautiful uh, announcement that we just saw. And then somebody said, but we should have used uh, red for that uh, other script there. And then you're like, after all that I did, you know, and the struggle. But here, Paul is saying, I now rejoice in my suffering for you. Who are you? Who are the people he's talking about? The church. I rejoice in my suffering for you. And he, he went on to talk about the fact that the, the suffering is Christ's suffering. Okay? It, it looked as if he was actually saying that he is, is continuing. The, he says, uh, I'm participating in the suffering of Christ that continue for his body, the church. The suffering of Christ that continues. You know, there, there are some scholars that, that have, I mean, the explanation around that is not that Christ's suffering on the cross is not enough. No. Christ actually finished everything on the cross. Okay? However, for you and I, we still need some suffering. In order for our faith to be strong, in order for us to, to grow from tribulation to character, from character to, you know, from endurance to character to, you know, uh, becoming perfect and entire, to becoming strong and mature, we need sufferings. And, and so when Paul was saying, I rejoice in my tribulation, that's what he's saying. And when I was looking at this scripture, I saw the reason, you know, because sometimes you, you wonder, but the, the suffering that me I'm going through, I don't feel it as joy. I'm not enjoying my own suffering. You know, you're going through the thing and you're like, ah, somebody should tell me the, the meaning of this. You know, I, I still don't get it. You know, but when you look down in that scripture, you see, he continues and he says, in, let me just read step by step again. He says, God has given me the responsibility. Did you see that? God has given me the responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming his entire message to you. Now, 
When somebody is, has not seen the reason why they are suffering, it takes God to help them go through that. You know, it takes a lot of helping and guiding and blessing and supporting and, you know, for them to actually be able to go through it. But the moment they see why they are going through that suffering, it's easy to go through it. And the reason why he was going through that suffering is he now found his life purpose. What I am doing on earth is to proclaim the gospel. I have been, I have been given, God has given me the responsibility of serving his church. That's, you know, that's, that's him now saying, this is the reason why I suffer because my purpose in Christ is to be a minister. My purpose in Christ. And I believe that until each one of us get to the point where we discover our purpose in Christ. You know, where we, we now see what exactly it is that God needs me here doing. Until we see that, the suffering will be hard. Until we see that. Until we're able to clearly say, you know, there, there is that song that we sang this morning. It says, for when we see you, we find strength to do what? To face the day. For when we see you, we find strength to face the day. For when we see you as the purpose of our lives. For when we see you as the reason why we are here. For when we see what you have brought us here to do and what you have called us to do as the main purpose of our lives, suffering will continue to be hard. And, and that's why it's very important, it's very key that we ask and say, Lord, help me to see. Help me to see how I fit into your plan. Help me to see how all of this, me, my, my you know, suffering, my pain, my experiences, my skills, my, my everything, how it fits into what you, God, are doing. Because that's what Paul found that kept him, that gave him that joy, that gave him that ability to say, I rejoice in my suffering. Hey, quick, quick announcement here. Um, some of you know about my book that I'm writing right now, and uh, it's helping Christians to find profitable ideas. I know there are so many Christians out there that you really, at this point, you know, you know that there's so much more to you than just, you know, a regular job. And you would like to, you know, go into that, but you're not sure how it's going to bring in money, you know, so that you can do what you believe God has called you to do. If this is you, I'd like you to go over now to olusubanjo.com. Join my book launch team. Uh, there's, there's a lot more that you're going to be getting as an insider, you know, when you get in uh, to know how, you know, we can get you to this point as quick as possible. Yeah. So head over to olusubanjo if you're looking to find work that aligns with your Christian values and enhances your uniqueness. All right, let's continue with the message. He says that God has given me the responsibility. Imagine him sitting down and saying, God, the king of kings has given him the responsibility. How do you feel when your CEO, the CEO of your company comes to you directly? Not your boss, not your anybody. The CEO, the one that lives in, where does he live? BC, you know, comes to you and he says, I need your phone number and they give you they give him his phone your phone number and then he calls you and he says now this is your 
purpose in this company. This is what I want you to be doing. Forget about, you know, all the other things that are around it. But the main thing that I want you to be doing is check that everybody is in line with what our value is. You know, and every, the moment you finish that call, how do you feel? Excited. You feel so great. You feel like, wow. So every day as I do my work now, all I have to do is I need to be checking that everybody in the office is aligned with the, aligning with the company values. I need to be making sure that everybody's purpose is, I mean, what they are doing, activities is aligning with the company's value. You feel so strengthened when you're going to work. You know, if your boss is looking at you somehow, you feel like, don't, don't talk to me anyhow, you know? I talk to the CEO, right? Would you feel like that? You will feel like that. Why? Because you spoke to the... That's the way Paul was feeling, that God himself gave him the responsibility to be the one that would serve him and will bring his gospel, will bring the message of peace to all the people. He talks about, you know, um, King James Version talks about it and uses the word stewardship. He says, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from which God was given, I mean, uh, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God to fulfill the word. That's my, that's my calling. That's my passion. That's, that's my purpose here on earth. That gospel is to present everybody around him to, to Christ as perfect. You know, and that purpose, that message that he's sharing is that it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you are coming from. It doesn't matter where, you know, what you see, what's, you know, in your family, what's, you know, it doesn't matter. What matters is Christ in you. As soon as you have accepted Christ and you have Christ in you, there is hope, you know, for the future. There is hope. There is hope. There is joy. There is everything you need now is in Christ. It doesn't matter the size of the house that you live in. It's not that. That's not the, that's not the, the, the main thing. You know, it's not the car that you, you drive. Now, all those things are great. It's good to have what you need. It's good to have, you know, what would meet your need at each point. But, but that's not what matters. That's not the reason why we're here. The, you know, there's something else that we have. There's something, and that's Christ in us. You know, and that's what people are looking for. That's what they are looking for in the, in the pony, pony forest. That's what they went to look, looking for. Christ in us, the hope of glory. It says, so, <laughs> you see, he, he's, he has just told us, his own mindset, why, what helps him, you know, and, and all that. And then he now says, so, you know, in other words, this is the reason why we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God perfect in their relationship to Christ. He's saying, this is now what, what I do. This is, that was what, this is what empowers me to preach the gospel. This is what empowers me to, to, to share whatever it is that I feel Christ is saying to do each time. This is what empowers me to love people. We have that spirit of God inside of us. And that's what empowers us to love other people. The Holy Spirit gives us love. The Holy Spirit creates love in us. It brings out that love that is already in Christ. Remember, 
Christ in us, you know, it has love, it has joy, it has everything inside Christ, you know, and then we bring it to other people. So we tell others about Christ, sometimes through just inviting them to my birthday party, sometimes through just, you know, in different ways, everything that I do, everything that I do, it's all about bringing people to Christ. And, and until we get to that point where we realize that Jesus is a center, there's nothing else. There's nothing else that I'm looking for and there's nothing else that I have that is the main thing. It is only Christ. It is only Christ. Because all these things, they are going to disappear. You know, all these things, including, you know, even all of us, when, you know, it would have been nice the way we love each other. We all, you know, all of us, you know, by the end when we are all 90 and we're walking and like this, we all now decide, okay, Lord Jesus, it's time for us all to go at the same time. No, it's not going to happen. We're all going to go at different times. You know, even our relationships, they're going to go. Even our family is going to go. In everything that we find and we get here on earth, everything is going to go. But one thing that will not go is Christ in us. And he's the one that gives us that assurance of the glory. And then he says, that is why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's ability, Christ's mighty power that works within me. You know, I do all this, everything that I do, I do, you know, for the, for the Christ in me. You know, I depend on Christ in me. I depend. I work so hard. I wake up in the morning and I refocus. I tune myself to him because I want him to be the one. You know, I want that power, that mighty power that is in me to help other people. You know, and, and I'll just close with this um, idea that, that came to my mind one time. I was on the plane and, and I, it just occurred to me that the pilot on this plane, he knew that there's going to be turbulence, right? He knows that there's going to be turbulence in the middle of this weather and all this. He knows. When you know that there's turbulence, usually what you do is you, maybe I'll go tomorrow. But despite the fact that they know that there's turbulence that is ahead, they still do what? They still fly. They still fly the plane. Why? Because, you know, and as I was just sitting there, just thinking about all this, you know, I got an answer for myself. It's because of the fact that he knows the kind of vehicle that he has. He knows the kind of vehicle that he has. He knows that that plane is capable of doing a lot. He knows that all he has to do is just keep the autopilot thing going, right? That's all he has to do. And then he has to always keep signal clear. So that he can do what? He can communicate with the ones that can see everything that he can see. You know, they, you know, they, they, they just fly blind, right? They don't see the oncoming vehicle, do they? They don't. They, they don't see anything. But they, they know that there's struggle that is going to come up. But still, they go on. It's very similar to what Paul was doing. He knew that there was going to be, you know, trouble. He was, in short, somebody was telling him at some point, this person that owns this thing, if he goes, he's going to be, you know, this is the way they are going to tie him. And what did he do? He continued on the same journey. He knew. And you and I, we have been called to to do the same. But 
one thing that we need to do is we need to ask God and say, Lord, help me to see how I fit in to this purpose. Help me to know how this thing that I'm doing right now, all these things that I have around me, my job, my school, my, my family, my you know business, everything. Help me to know how it fits into what you are doing because it's all about you, Lord. I'd like us to go ahead and, and, and talk to the Lord and, and just in a moment, just say, Lord, I, I want to continue to enjoy tribulation. You know, it's, it's very interesting if you say that. How can you say I want to continue to enjoy tribulation? But, but just as the pilot knows that there's going to be tribulation, we know that there's going to be suffering. It, when you're trying to talk to people around, uh, around you about Jesus, when you are trying to love people around you, when you are trying to stand on what you know the Bible says you should do, when you are trying to, 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 to just relax knowing that God is, is around, it's hard, it's tribulation, it's suffering. But Lord, I ask that you will give me the grace to know my purpose, to know this, the reason why all this is going, so that I can relax and go, so that I can relax, be at peace and move on. In the name of Jesus. Father, we, we just, all of us, we cry to you for grace to continue in this journey. That we will present people, our, our aim, my aim, will be to present people that I meet. Everyone that I meet. Everyone that I interact with. That I will present them to you, mature, perfect, to you, Lord. People that are dying and, and needy and needing you around me, around us. Lord, that we, we will passionately pro bring you to them. That we will passionately bring them to you in the name of Jesus. Love you, dear Lord. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. That was another amazing episode of Like Jesus Podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to head over to olusobanjo.com. I have some other useful resources like this one there for you. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for my weekly updates so you become an insider. And again, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a message there. And if you know someone who has embraced God's purpose for them, or if you're that person, I would love to have a chat with you. Please leave me a voice message there. And um, all right, so go on, embrace God's purpose for you today, like Jesus. Bye for now.